0: Hi everyone, welcome to Liquidware Chats. This is the brand new podcast from Liquidware. My name's James O'Regan and I'm a product marketing manager. In this first episode, I'm gonna talk to Ben Ward, who's the current field CTO for the UK and Ireland for Liquid. We're gonna have a discussion about what is Liquid and a general discussion about EUC and the current trends happening in the market. The episode will be available as a video podcast on YouTube and all the major audio platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks very much. Enjoy the episode.
1: First of all, James, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. So as James said, I'm Ben Ward. I'm the field CTO UK and I at Liquid, and I've been in position as of this recording for about two months. Before that, I was at iGel working very closely with James. Uh, before that, I was at VMware doing everything EUC. And before that, I was at Citrix also doing all the EUC stuff. Cool. So you're a bit of an EUC veteran at this stage. Oh, veteran makes me sound old, James, but yes. Yes, I am.
0: <laughs> well, you I are think. younger than me. There's
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> not much in it, though, is there?
0: There's <laughs> a couple of years. <laughs> anyway, so
1: what's liquid? Oh, that's a great question. Well, if you think about all the challenges that we have in uh, anything to do with, with endpoints, anything to do with applications, when it comes to end user computing, I think we solved the whole Windows thing. Okay, so historically, we now know how to deliver Windows to do out-of-box enrollment, to do um, getting that device up and running with Windows and patching and updating. But I think we've forgotten about applications, application delivery, application management, and especially, and this is the big thing, I don't think across the industry we've ever been very good at day two operations. So the, the patching, the updating of applications, the the constant ongoing management. That's what Liquid does. Okay. We provide access to applications in a really easy, seamless manner. We deploy applications really easily and not just, you know, sort of apps. We can deploy packages. So, we work with multiple vendors across the ecosystem, like yourself, James, like Liquidware, to deploy uh, package applications. We can deploy native installs. We can deploy to Windows. We can deploy to Mac OS. Um, and we also have this concept of uh, an app store as well. But it's not your typical app store, it's a, it's a repository of over 4,000 different uh, Windows and Mac applications that you can deploy and will keep up to date. So, it's incredibly powerful. And I could probably spend the whole of this podcast just talking about some of the little things we do, um, but we'll leave that to a future. A future session maybe
0: absolutely absolutely so uh one of the things obviously is uh you know it's been said once or twice that you know because our names are are similar that are we competitors and you know nothing could be further from the truth we actually work together um i think nico uh uh, from liquid and andreas from liquidware did a whole webinar about how we work together and obviously, me and you now will do more and more as well because, uh, you know, to show how we work together. And I suppose one of the things is obviously around it is around FlexApp and, um, you know, say an example of you, you can utilize FlexApp, you can create application layers um, for different departments or groups. And then, obviously, you can use Liquid to deploy those layers to whatever specified groups or departments you, you want. So, so all together, it's a very powerful solution.
1: Absolutely, and and that's sort of the whole point of what we do: make it very, very easy to deliver whatever the customer is after. I mean, in the case of Flex apps, taking that that sort of um, ability to package that application and secure it, and then deliver it to. Wherever that organization needs to have that application delivered to and doing it dynamically as well and based on context. So potentially based on the context of the user or the device, the location, the ownership model of that particular endpoint, we can decide with our automation engine what type of package to deploy. And in a lot of cases, that's possibly going to be FlexApp. And this will all be decided by the organization or or by the MSP, potentially, that we provide the automation engine to make to make sure that that application is deployed on time when the user needs to have access to it. And I think that's where a big chunk of our, our collaboration is going to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you say dynamically, what, what do you exactly mean by dynamically? Oh, I've got a whole load of slides, but this is probably not the right format to show you those <laughs> slides, James. Um, yeah. Okay, so... So, so we can we can actually pull back a, a, a some telemetry from the endpoint device, and this is potentially where we can work even further with uh, Liquidware going forward. But mm. we can um, pull back a lot of context. So, let's say you wanted to deliver. I mean, let, let's choose PowerPoint. Okay, you wanted to deliver PowerPoint to um, pretty much all of your users in the organization. But if you think about PowerPoint itself, there are multiple different ways to deliver that as an application. You could install it locally. You could yeah. deliver it as a Flex app. You could deliver uh, deliver it through um, office.com as a web app. You could publish it from, I don't know, uh, AWS, um, uh, AVD, or Citrix, or VMware, or you could just not make it available at all. Yeah. So even though we're only talking about one application, there are so many different ways of delivering that app based on what is best for the prevailing conditions of that end user. So that's a dynamic piece. We can give access to just sort of the PowerPoint icon and when the user clicks on it, they will get the best application delivery mechanism for their particular setup, their particular context. The user mm. doesn't know any different here. Okay? Yeah, so yeah it's all not- seamless to the user. Exactly. And this is critically important when it comes to user experience. So on, on, on Windows or on Mac, they'll have the same PowerPoint icon. But potentially, when they click on it, something different will happen instantly based on what is best for that end user.
0: And I presume in terms of infrastructure with Liquid, there's an agent running on each particular endpoint and you can deploy that using SCCM or whatever kind of deployment solution you want.
1: Absolutely. So we have the agent um, and that can include the launcher as well, which is a really good way of pulling together lots of different applications. We don't have to use the launcher. You can put all of those applications directly on the desktop if you wanted to, Mm -hmm. or in the start menu or on the taskbar or anything like that. In my experience, users are generally happy and not having to go through sort of a a portal to get access to their apps they just want them where they're used to having them Uh, and we can do that we can do that and when it comes to hosting as well so um liquid can be completely SaaS hosted and i think the majority of our customers tend to go for a SaaS hosted model There, there is some infrastructure as well if you want to have it on prem you can do that if if as a partner or an msp you want to host it you can do that too we also have this concept of satellite servers so if you think back to branch cache um, I think branch cache is still a thing. It certainly used to be a thing when I was uh, an IT admin. Then we can have these satellite servers on on uh, on location where you have multiple users, and that will act as sort of a caching server. So all those bits and bytes of the applications, you can cache locally, and therefore you're not hitting the WAN every time you're downloading applications. So it's not particularly intensive when it comes to infrastructure, especially if it's SaaS-hosted. That's that's really good. Um, and I, I think suppose- so. <laughs> no, no, it's it,
0: it's definitely a, um, and I can see where where we collaborate then in that space of you know you have your flex apps and then you can dynamically deliver them to whatever kind of um endpoint is required, and that's that that's huge. And I said, the the big thing, and I think what we're seeing more and more is that you know you don't want to be interrupting a user it has to be seamless it has to be no hassle for them or else they just get annoyed um, like any of us so uh, you know i think it's i yeah. think it's a great partnership that we have and it'll only get better so oh, well um, i'm hoping so james but it's all about
1: uh, it's all about user journey and it's all about that ongoing management of the applications if you can take away steps and just make it as simple as possible to get access to the apps then you're going to help your users be more productive potentially and that's sort of what we're aiming for across end-user computing productivity
0: yeah yeah yeah, absolutely that's that's what everything that that everyone does at the moment is is around productivity because you you want your users to not have hassle with their applications crashing or or not being available or as you said you know the whole thing where you can dynamically choose where the application is coming from um but yet the user it could be the user could click on that icon, but the next time they click on it, due to say they had like lower bandwidth, they might be pushed off to um, a local version over, say, a cloud-based version or, or something, and it's all dynamics to the user. That's 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 really cool.
1: Absolutely, and potentially again, that could be where future collaboration with Liquidware could be. It's Absolutely. That additional time yes. Watch so, this yeah. space. Oh yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Lots more to come.
1: Um. So. Um, yeah.
0: So I I think, uh, you know, we we focused on Windows, but I think you've said you've kind of branched out to other OSs now
1: as well. Uh, Yeah, so Mac, uh, Mac OS is a pretty big one. If you think about what happened during the pandemic, um, and mm. I don't want to keep talking about pandemic. It seems that like every conversation I have is like, "Oh, remember that?" But that was three <laughs> years ago now, so we need to sort of move on a little bit, don't we? Um, but what happened is everybody got laptops. They got PC-based laptops and they got Mac-based laptops. And I think mm. the whole world, especially knowledge workers, have now got addicted to laptops, and it's very, very difficult to take them away. And a huge chunk of that were Apple-based devices. So I think we're we're seeing a massive growth and there are stats and I think I'll put them on LinkedIn, shameless plug. There are stats that cover. What, the, never. <laughs> the, I, I'm I'm re- yeah, I've been on LinkedIn once or twice. Yeah, yeah. There are stats. There are stats that show that, that Windows in the enterprise is decreasing, especially in the US. And that that's a um a trend. Is, that's it, like,
0: d- is that d- is that due to like millennials and Gen Z and that kind
1: of would be more into Macs as opposed to like Gen X? potentially, or it could just be that Apple is such a powerful marketing engine. Um, But that's what we're seeing. We're we're seeing Windows decrease over the past, um, especially over the past two years, 18 months, and Mac really begin to come up. Other players in that space, like um, Chrome, haven't really made that much of an impression. We're talking a couple of percent. But Mac is massively growing. And so I think if you're going to be delivering applications while Windows is still the enterprise um, Mm -hmm. device of choice, you cannot ignore Mac OS anymore. And so if you have an application deployment platform, realistically, it has to cater for both. Very good. Yeah,
0: I personally won't be moving to Mac
1: ever. <laughs> so... Oh, well, do I have to show you my um, my special? Look at that. Oh, I've, I've seen this
0: in person.
1: There we go. Look at that. I think uh, everyone has seen this in person now. Eight years I old. I think Mac so. <laughs>
0: You can see it from quite far away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Maybe I'll get a high viz sticker on here or something. But that's gonna enough shot with me. Very good. Very good.
0: So uh, just looking at um IT and EUC in general, you know, I suppose you know we can't really ignore there's been a massive shift around, you know, particular technology. Um uh, you know, I'm speaking about. Um, AI, artificial intelligence, or you know, the big thing at the moment has been GBT. And I just, what, how do you feel that will cha- affect end-user computing and, I suppose, around application delivery as well?
1: Oh, well, I think you're right. It's it it's huge, and I think at the moment we don't quite realise how huge this thing is going to be. And the way I, what I, what I tend to relate this to is, um, so I think we're, as I said, we're we're a similar age here, James. The internet didn't really hit where I was, and this is mid-Wales, until around about ninety-four, ninety-five. And that's when everybody started to embrace the internet. And I think in in, in people at our age, you had a sort of before the internet and after mm. the internet. And before the internet, you watched linear television. Um, if you wanted <clears throat> if you wanted to contact someone, you'd pick up the phone, a landline, and you'd give them a call. You had to be near that phone at all times. Um, And productivity wise, it was very much if you wanted to get in contact, you'd you'd sort of write a letter. I mean, that just seems like a couple of centuries old. But then you have after the internet, and you have the smartphone, and you have uh, web two and all this cool stuff. So our lives are pretty much split into two pieces. And I think for my children now, they are about to experience the same pivot point now before AI and after AI. Yeah. AI is going to change absolutely everything. And from an application perspective, it's going to make some huge changes because we've already seen the chat GPT-4 that, that that plugins are available. And it's potentially going to be the the case that in a, in a year or so's time, maybe even quicker, a lot of applications will shift over to be layers on top of an AI backend, potentially. I mean, there's all sorts of security constraints around that um, as well. But we've also seen the likes of Google and Microsoft, in Microsoft's case, introduce Copilot. Yeah. which means that potentially you can be even more productive with the same applications that you have. Instead of Potentially, instead of launching PowerPoint or Excel, you'll simply go into Teams and type into the, the prompt, create me a PowerPoint deck on how amazing Liquid is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it will just create this PowerPoint deck. And then you just sit back and go, well, it feels like a good day's work. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think that's what's going to be the biggest change. It's, it's going to be absolutely huge, and we're just not quite ready for it yet. But end user computing is going to stay, and I'm very biased here, James. End user computing is going to stay the most important bit of technology Absolutely. for a long time to come.
0: Yeah, no, and I think I think as 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 we've said, like, you know, there's been this massive shift with AI, and it, you know, those who embrace it will thrive, and those who don't, you know, well, you know, they'll they're gonna struggle. So it, it is embracing it. But at the same time, I do have this little worry in the back of my head, thinking of a certain movie where a certain AI takes over the world. And, uh, you know, uh, we end up with a very dystopian world. And, um, you know,
1: I know it was a movie, but still. I, I for one, welcome our new AI overlords, James. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, I think it's been a really good chat, Ben. So thank you very much for your time. Um, Thanks for the invite. You're welcome. Um, I really think there's going to be more from us in the future. So keep looking at Liquidware and Liquid's socials and um, our own LinkedIn as well. Uh, Shameless plug there for both of us. And that's it. So thanks very much. Cheers.
1: Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.